throughout the LA. Somebody needs to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. This is Los Angeles. Well, where are we going? Westward, Special, 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 special. I'm talking about a special shout out to my guy, Big Mike. He's in my phone as Big Mike. I got like several different mics in my phone, but that's Big Mike right there, right? And, um, you know, obviously we had Mother's Day weeks ago, you know, and I, and, and I, you know, I didn't come out with a Mother's Day episode purposely. And uh, my reason was is because I wanted to I run from the pain. That's what I do. And but after hearing Big Mike's podcast. I felt like. um, Not necessarily that I should do one, but it encouraged me to do an episode because his episode was dope. Like he painted a picture of it was a vintage paint that he put on that episode to where he described his parents, mother and father, you know, and even certain moments are uh, that, 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 that he could remember by just looking at a photo. And I love that. You know, I told you I'm a kid of the eighties and I, I believe that uh, the eighties was the best era in, in, in life <laughs> to tell you the truth. You know, I thought as far as like, Family, uh, even though I'm, I'm from South L.A. and the crack era took over, especially what mid to late 80s, it was it broke up. But, I, you know, that was the beginning of it. But just the creativity and the filter of life back then was phenomenal to me. You know, some other people might say it was the 70s, 60s, the 90s, early 2000s, whatever the case may be, whatever's near and dear to their heart. A lot of people will say it would start with their childhood. My childhood started in the 80s. Uh, I was born in 82, you know, so. um Yeah, man, I, I, I chose to, to run. Um, from the pain because not knowing how to really handle it. You know, when you sit up there and talk to people who have lost maybe a parent or two, I lost both of my parents. And, and the reason why I reference my mom a lot is because that's who I was around a lot. Not to say that my dad wasn't there, but my dad wasn't there to where I needed him. You know, my dad was in my life, but I never lived with my dad, maybe in the summer uh, here and there, you know, he definitely took me to, uh, Bakersfield back in the day to keep me, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to build that, that core relationship with my other siblings on, on his side. And, and I love them. You know, I, I just didn't have the same relationship that I would have with my siblings on my mother's side, basically because I lived with them. You know what I mean? So that's a different dynamic to it. But nonetheless, I love all my siblings and and have different relationship with each and every one of them. Um, and when it when it came to my mom, like that's that's my dog. You know, I, I'm pretty sure everybody would say this when it comes to their parents is that they looked at they look at them or looked at them as superheroes, you know, and then reality sets in when they're no longer there. You know, and it, it, it's pretty painful. 
pretty painful to say the least. And the thing about it is that I always try to remember how my mother sound, you know, is is extremely difficult for me to just off the top of my head say, oh, yeah, that's what her voice sounds like. But I, I guarantee you. If that lady was to pop up out of nowhere and, and, and say my name, Ronnie, uh, man, it, it stopped me in my tracks, you know, but it's, it's hard for me to this day to just remember what my mom actually sounds like. I can hear her laugh, though, you know, and the reason uh, again, the reason why I didn't make a Mother's Day episode is because and, and, and again, I know Mother's Day is more than just my mom. Respectfully, I got a wife mother-in-law and I have an auntie that uh basically acts as a mother and who has always acted like a mother when um you know outside of my mom so um at the end of the day I I, re- I respect it I, I I respect you know and then also like my boy Will his mom my Michelle you know she, I've been knowing my Michelle as, obviously since I've been knowing her son um but um yeah she's she's like a, a another mother as well you know I, I I've been blessed to have a lot of women in my life that played motherly roles outside of my mother you know, obviously my grandmother, you know what I'm saying? My auntie Phyllis, you know, and, and my grandma is still here. My grandma is what, 80, 83, 83. And she, you know, I went to go see her uh, last week, you know, before Mother's Day. No, before and after Mother's Day, really. And, and you know, my, my grandmother is still there. The relationships are different, at, you know, when my mom passed away. And, and you, you could, I, lo- I know a lot of people understand that because a lot of people have big mamas. You know, big mamas and grannies are different. You know, I, I never had a big mama. You know, I had my, my granny, you know, and big mamas is the ones who 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 held the, the family dinners, you know, whether it was... Uh, uh, whether it was like a Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner or something like, or if it was a mother's day, you know, we taking big mama out or we cooking for big mama, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's totally understandable. I had a granny, you know, we didn't have that type of relationship where we came over her house for Thanksgiving. You know, we had, it were certain Thanksgivings and Christmas, uh, uh, days or weekends that we did go over there and things like that. But no, we never really had that dynamic. Um, but everybody didn't have that. But this episode, man, I just wanted to say, uh, I appreciate Big Mike's episode a lot because it said, man, just, you know, and he also told me how difficult the episode was. Um, and, 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 and he had, he, he spoke on certain things that I speak on to, uh, to this day about how, uh, yo, no matter what, it's going to be difficult to celebrate fully on accomplishments because there's a lot of things that's going to happen that my mom won't be able to, to see. Big Mike, if you listening to this, I want to say this, man. I agree and I disagree. And for me to disagree is no disrespect to to what you believe, what you believe in, what your beliefs are. Um, I'm going to say that for the most part, majority of us, 
majority of us, if not all of us, don't really understand how this life thing works. This here body that we have is literally just a shell, you know, and this shell has been with us all our lives until our expiration date. Nobody knows where our energy goes. Nobody knows where our soul goes. You know what I mean? I want to say I want to share my opinion and not to discredit yours or take yours away. But I truly believe some way, somehow those spirits are still here. It doesn't have to be in a Casper ghost type of way. I'm not talking about transferring to another body, but some way, somehow is still here to witness some of that. You know, because I understand, my brother, how how difficult it is to see your son being born. Your parents weren't able to see that. Yeah, I had that same. I had that same thing. I had the same thing. My first my first girl, Jazaree. Y'all don't know much about her. Yeah, because that's a whole totally different story that might even come out in the book one day. But my mom just seen a picture of her being born just a picture and was never able to meet her. Nah, my mom was in the hospital when she first seen a picture of my firstborn daughter. She has no knowledge of Bailey. No, no. And that hurts, you know? So every graduation, every holiday, you know, every achievement, in school, you know, there's no witness of that, no physical witness of that. But the way I carry myself in life, man, it's, it's a mixture of my personality that I, I groomed over the years of my life. It's also traits from my father and it's definitely traits from my mother, you know? And I think the biggest trait that I have that I got from her is being able to take care of people. Cause that's the field that I'm in and I'm not going to say I do a phenomenal job, but I do, I do, I do a solid job to, to the point where I've been hired privately outside of my company, you know, to the point where I'm still being offered uh, a, a private um, opportunity or, or you know, private contractor opportunity. So I do a solid job, but I learned that from my mom. You know, my mom was a person that took in other people's children when other family members wouldn't. Uh, where I've had other family members come through and stay at my mom's house for a certain time period to get back on their feet, whatever the case may be. And it was just that. And I knew the power and the dynamic of my mom when she passed away and things just never went back to how it was. It was cold. No, literally, when we went back into that house, my that house that my mom was paying rent, $1,300 a month in Gardena. That was a steal back then for a three-bedroom. Cool little spot in Gardena. Uh, the house was cold. You know, my, my, my wife, who at the time was my girlfriend, would tell you, <laughs> it was very cold in that house. <laughs> very cold in that house after my mom died. Um, and then the relationship that I had with other family members, it just, it just wasn't the same. It wasn't, you know, and, and, and 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here and, uh, and apologize for my distance or anything like that. But man, I had to go and put together my life. I did. I had to, man, you know, because after, after I had got arrested, you know, um, and, and it isn't nothing major. Y'all probably heard it in my first couple of episodes early in the archives, but I would have been to jail before. It was only for three days. Nothing major. I didn't do no damn bid or nothing like that. And I would definitely never go back. But those was the three longest days of my life. But the road to recovery after that was something treacherous, you know, and, and, and tough. You know, back then I was with my ex, um, my ex-wife, you know, and I didn't get too much support from her. We're, not all times were bad, but most times were. Just a bad fit. I don't want to speak down on her name or anything like that because that is the mother of my children. Do I agree with how she raised them? Not completely. Whole nother story, whole nother episode. But, you know, at the time, that was my only support system was between her and my mom. And my mom was always there. My mom was always there. She figured out how to get me a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or at least to use, you know, um, no matter what. But the one thing that I always, I will always remember though, Big Mike, this, this the one that, um, this the one that kind of like gets me teary eyed sometimes is that she said, I never wanted neither one of y'all. She's talking about me, my older brother, my younger brother. She said, I never wanted you guys to leave the nest. I never wanted you guys to leave. I all wanted y'all in the same house, you know, and maybe I, you know, I ain't gonna say maybe I never till this day. I don't really understand why I can only assume, you know what I mean? And, and I don't know why it, it could be so many different reasons why she didn't want us to leave. Maybe she felt like we wasn't ready for the world or maybe um, she just wanted to be close, you know, I, cause I remember, and I've said this on previous episodes is that she didn't care that, that I was outside, you know what I'm saying? In my twenties, I was outside, you know, especially in my early twenties. She said, I didn't care about that. Um, she just, just check in and call, let me know where you at because, she would worry. She said it would be sometimes where, and this is when I was staying with her. She said it was times where uh, she wouldn't go to sleep until she heard that door close three times. And nine times out of 10, that third door closing, that third front door closing, that was me. I come in all wild. I and I and again I wasn't a wild child. I wasn't wild in my twenties or anything like that, but I'm just saying it, it got to the point where um you know I was out there living my twenties. You know what I'm saying? Going out clubs, lounges, coming back at three, four, five o'clock in the morning. You know, it was times where the sun caught me, you know, but and my mom said, yo, and, 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 and my mom, not all, not all the time. It wasn't like my mom was just up, 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 up. But she was like, you know, it was those times where it was those times where I just didn't get no sleep because you weren't in the house. And just let me know when you're going to stay at a friend's house. I remember my friend as a joke, she, he used to say it. And back then it was funny, but now as a parent, I understand. He said, I went to your house 
and you was gone <laughs> and I was everywhere, man. I was either at a girl's house or at the homie's house. You know what I'm saying? The major, the bulk of my homies was in college and they were, you know, more than half of them was in college, uh, in the Valley, which is roughly 45 minutes an hour to where I was at. And he said that she answered the door and she was like, yeah, who Ronnie? She was like, I haven't seen him in three weeks. Now, I don't know if I had been ever been going for three weeks straight, but, um, you know, something similar to that. I'm outside. But uh, as a parent now, I totally understand. I totally understand where she was coming from. Um, one story I like to, to give is that she she pushed me when I turned 18 right after high school. She kept telling me, like, you need to go take this. uh um this uh building and uh what was it called um i can't think of the term right now i'm not sure why but basically to go be uh oh buildings and grounds worker she said you need to go take that test and go get certified to be a building and grounds worker right to be a custodian or a janitor and um you know, as an 18 year old, I'm like, man, I don't want to, you know, it's not a, it's not the sexiest job. And, you know, we used to look at the janitors and the custodians and not necessarily, it's not like we focused on them and, and to, to, to clown them, but it's like, we didn't, we thought of that job like less than, you know? Um, but she was right though. And I, and I, and I did it just based off of the respect of my mom. And the, and the crazy part is I never, I don't know if I really ever told her this while she was alive, but I enjoy going to those training courses. I think the, the, I think it was like an eight week training course or something like that in person. Um, I hated walking there, things like that. Now, or, you know, a few times I got dropped off and picked up, but it was that it was every Saturday. It was on a Saturday from eight to like, I want to say it was like eight to 12 or eight to two or something like that. It was something crazy like that. And, uh, but I enjoyed it. I learned a lot of, a lot of, sh I learned a lot of basic shit. And I learned a lot of shit that, the average person that cleans up their house don't even know. You know, I know how to strip and wax a floor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but at the end of the day, man, uh, I needed that. I needed that so much to the point where uh, I still use that to this day. I do. I, 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 I clean, I cook and clean, and now I do it for people. You know what I mean? I take care of people who can't clean or cook for themselves. Um, and I do it very well, but that was only because of the training that I took, uh, back then when I was a youngster. And I appreciate that. And back then, here it is though, back in, that was 2001, 2000, between 2001 and 2003. It was definitely when I was out of high school, right? But back then I started off, this is what I started off at 1083. <laughs> I started off at 1083. So just imagine, just imagine if I would have stuck with that profession where I would be at now, I probably would be teaching a class or something like that. Seriously. Cause I was the type that was like, I gotta get, I gotta do better. I gotta get better. I want to make more money. So at the end of the day, there's no telling how much money that I, 
you know, at, I started off at 1083 in the early 2000s. It's like, yo, there's no telling where I would be at. Um, but, at, you know, I appreciate her for that because it was just the life lessons that she taught without even sitting me down and actually teaching me. You know, my mom only really got mad at me when I was out late and I didn't say, and, and obviously with school, you know what I mean? Um, you know, when I first told her about having my first child and things like that, it's just, um, she didn't, she didn't get mad and, and she kind of like already knew, you know what I mean? Like she, she kind of like, you know, women be knowing things. And, um, even when I got my first tattoo, but <laughs> you know, hey, yo, my first tattoo was a basketball with my favorite number, and it said "Mom" under. Yeah, <laughs> and I never got it covered up or anything like that because that was my first tattoo, and I was scared. Well, technically, I and I got the M one guy dribbling, uh, running the point. Those were my first tattoos, man, and and I was still in high school. I was still in high school, and I still got it. I'm looking at it right now. Damn, that's crazy. And I never, I never got it covered up or, you know, nah, man. Um, I kept it. I kept it. Yeah, I did. I love that lady, man. I, a lot. And I, I remember at, at her funeral, I said, um, you know, you let me, you let me live rent free for nine months for sure in the beginning of my life, <laughs> you know, and I said, that's my lady. That's my, that was my lady right there. You know, that she was, she was, she was, she was perfect. She was perfect. You know what I mean? Because she was the person that actually showed me how to care for other people authentically. You know, it's like she showed me how to care for other people without asking for anything in return. She showed me that. And I seen her struggle as a single parent. I did. I seen her struggle and I noticed it uh, in middle school and high school. I just didn't understand. Uh, I just didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Like I did, cause I wasn't a, you know, I wasn't a parent yet, but now I understand. Now I understand. And in so many ways, I just want to apologize. I just want to say, damn, you know, cause I've heard her cry in the other room from time to time, you know, cause just life was hard. But the fact that she always kept a roof over our head. You know, I had the best fits in the world. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. God bless us all when they when 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 they shut it down and they said we had to wear uniforms in middle school and high school. Man, I I I stayed afloat. I say that I I wasn't top tier, but I stayed afloat. I had my you know what I'm saying. I was in there and, and shout out to my nigga Keon and and, and Vail because they stayed right down the street, boy. Uh, I want to say what 11th and 12th grade, we sure hell share closets. We did. <laughs> um, so, and God bless his mom too, for allowing us to do that. And, and that's another mom too, that, that, that played a motherly role in outside of my actual mom, you know, <sighs> um, it's heavy, man. But I, that's what I did, dog. When, when my mom passed away, I ran. I ran away from that pain because it was too much to bear. It was too much to deal. It's still too much to deal with. I don't, I don't fully understand how to be a parent today. That shit is hard. 
and what life and the way the world is and how that shit changes and shit like that, drastically changing, trying to raise these new kids, these new type of kids. I I often tell my wife, like, Bailey deserved to be a kid from the 80s. She deserved to be one of those 80s kids because she's exactly like that. She would be the kid to go outside and just play all day with just random ass kids. And we just uh, we just don't have that anymore. Like, I'm scared to just not have my kids in my sight. It still bothers me when I, you know, walk her to walk her to school. And I'm thinking about her being at at school. And shit is, you know, obviously you, you we know why. But, you know, that deserved to be in the in the 80s, man. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I ran from the pain, man. I did. I did that. I'm not afraid to say it. The, the, the day I laid my mom to rest, the day I put her into the ground, lured her into the ground, um, I want to say there was only one day. I, I know I've said relentlessly, like, I've never been back. That's not completely true. I think we went back the next year. I think we went back the next year, but ever since then, nah, I haven't, I haven't been back to the cemetery. Nah, I haven't. One of my reasons was because my mom never got a tombstone. And I said, I wasn't going back to just a patch of grass, even though, um, the dope thing about the area that she's in is she's right next to my grandmother, which is, I mean, my great grandmother, which is her grandmother, my grandfather, which is her father. And then there's another one waiting, um, with, you know, with my, and my grandmother gave her her spot. So yeah, that's, that is, that is different, you know, and it's, um, I've never seen my grandmother cry, but I've always heard my grandmother say, you know, that she misses my mom. Um, and that's, that, that's the emo, that's the most emotion that I've, that I've gotten. I've gotten that she misses my mom and she misses her husband. And she has also lost her only two sisters. Her, both her sisters passed away before her. And, uh, boy. <clears throat> Woo. Yo, that's gotta be tough. That's gotta be tough, but you can only pray for that type of strength to lose a husband, your firstborn, and your two sisters. That's gotta, that's, that's something right there. That is something. And, and it's like, I, I feel that pain or I express that, that type of, uh, pain more than she does, you know? And, um, yeah, man, uh, shout out to big Mike, man. I, I had to, this, this, this episode is not just, um, for my mom, <laughs> But this is for Big Mike for inspiring me to do that type of episode because, you know, he, he pushed through it. You know what I mean? And, and, and the inspiration came from, I still haven't even seen the picture and I got to go find it. 
I'm going to do my due diligence before I even hit Big Mike up to see where the picture is at. But even though he had told me, but I'm going to go find that picture just to see that picture. But the way he described it was just. It just brought back like I was there, you know what I mean? So. And I guess I could say this, man, to end it all, to end this episode is, yo, I totally understand the people. I ain't going to say that I completely understand them because if I've never been through it, then how could you fully understand it? I totally agree with that. But for people who did not have a relationship with their mother and father at all, whether they only seen them every so often or just now meeting them as an adult. Um, if they are still here, trust and believe, I truly believe this. Do what you can to get what you get before they're gone. Because understanding how difficult life is, look at the shit that we going through. You know what I mean? Look at what we're going through. Whether you have both of your grandparents or no grandparents, just understand that maybe they didn't have the proper upbringing. Maybe emotionally they didn't get that from their parents, so they couldn't give it to you. Maybe something happened to them to where they can do it. Maybe these niggas were scared to take care of their kids. You know, maybe. You know how we talk about the fathers not being there. Maybe they didn't have the greatest relationship with your grandfather. Whether they wasn't there for them, whether they beat them, whether they was emotionally uh, frozen, <laughs> you know, and just think like, damn, some of the father fatherly nutrients I didn't get because of. And let's go down that path, you know. But we got too many examples, and I hate to use TV, whether it's TV shows or movies, because we already know that this is acting. But some of this, some of these storylines and plots came from somebody's truth. And somebody's truth is very relatable to a lot of people in this world. And I'm not saying that you have to go out there, forgive and forget. But no, you don't want to be roaming this earth with as an adult, as an adult to be walking these streets, driving these streets with a, with a thought of maybe I should have reached out to them. Maybe I should have got in contact with them just to get some answers or to let them or, or so they can meet their um, grandkids. You know? And I know with so many different dynamics, you know, you, you might have had a parent that was strung out on drugs. You might have had a parent that was in the streets as probably drug dealers. Or something. But, you know, if you do have those parents that have changed their lives or, you know, just at this point, they're just letting the calendar days go by. I would honestly say, man, do the best that you can do. If you if it crosses your mind just a little bit, just to say, hey, man, I think I should just reach out to see how they're doing. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it, man. Because you don't want to regret it. You know. Just do that. My wife, I got to 
pat my wife on the back and say she's the one that has said it out loud. Not just actions. She has started, you know, she started with acknowledging it. That's what I appreciate. And then she put forth the actions where she said, yo, I'm sick of this, man. I'm breaking this generational curse. All my anxiety, my panic attacks, this shit is coming from shit that went on in the past. And I and, and, and that shit stops here. I would not allow my kids to be a part of the toxic shit that I grew up with in my past. And I appreciate her for that. And, 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 you know, she goes through what she goes through with, with her parents, but you know what? She still got both of her parents. She still got an opportunity to, to, to be in a, um, to, to be in a situation where, um, you know, the second half of life, so to speak, she can, I wouldn't necessarily say corrections, but she could just write a different paragraph of history without her past influencing her to raise her kids a certain way. Man, um, Mother's Day, man. Shout out to Uncle Dolomite, another podcaster. Podcaster from the West Coast, about here. You know, I was listening to his Mother's Day episode and I was just listening to how he was talking about his moms and how he was bigging his moms up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's his lady. That's also an inspiration to this episode, too. You know what I mean? Because, again, my mom been gone since 2008. And I didn't need any type of inspiration to um, to talk about my mom. Did I avoid talking about my mom early on? Yeah, because it was too sensitive. I was too tender when it came to that. I couldn't talk to I couldn't talk about my mom for more than a couple of minutes before I broke down. You know, um, that's just how it was. But now I can I can go a whole episode. That doesn't mean I don't get emotional, but there's certain things that gets triggered off top. You know. Um, but the way Uncle Dolomite talked about his mom, man, I thought it was special. Thought it was dope. You know what I mean? And, and, that, and that's great. You know what I'm saying? Cause I think we're all at that space. We're all in that space where we starting to like, we're starting to understand this shit. We're starting to understand what's important. A lot of that social media shit, we'll probably dive into just for pure entertainment uh, purposes. But off GP, I think if you ask Big Mike, I think if you ask Uncle Dolomite, I think if you ask 12 Cal, I think if you ask D Murph, I think if you ask Mike from What Up Though Podcast, I think if you ask Sean from ETMF, I think if you ask these cats, shout out to Chaffee, man, shout out to Delvin, um, uh, shout out to Greggy, you know, shout out to young Greg over there, you know, having a, just having a conversation, um, just a conversation. I always say just having a conversation. Just just a conversation with Greg, young, 30-year-old cat. You you feel me? Like, when you hear these cats, Penrose, you know what I'm saying, who has been a single father, you know what I'm saying, got a different perspective on 
on, on, on parenting and, and having parents and things like that. All these cats, man, all of these cats, you know, it's, 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 it's and I, and I know I named, uh, the guys or whatever, but the reason why I'm naming the guys is because as a man raising kids, I needed that nurturing from my mother. You know what I mean? I needed that. I know I know I know what I needed from my father. You know what I mean? And and I I can't speak for all of them because all of their relationships with, with their dad were different. But I didn't get all the nutrients from my dad. I got a lot of nutrients from my mom. That's why I speak very highly of her. You know what I mean? And I know I was missing some important nutrients from my dad that I needed, that I need to, cause, cause how I'm going about life today. You know what I mean? Now I did get some of those nutrients from my stepfather. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Johnny. That guy, I got a lot of nutrients from, you know what I'm saying? Like I, the way I go about being respectful, taking my hat off, speaking to people and shit like that. I got that from him. I got, I got, I got, I got what I got from my mom. Don't get me wrong. I know how to treat people, but how I learned how to talk to people. That was that man right there. And every chance I get, I tell that man, I learned that from him. Yeah. I mean, the reader, the reason why I'm a, a Raiders fan and a Lakers fan is because of him walking up in that living room. That's all I seen on Sundays was the Raiders walking up on, uh, during the weekday, KCAL nine, seven 30. <laughs> That was the Lakers. That Crown Royal bag right there on the dresser was sitting right in between a Los Angeles Raiders hat and a Los Angeles Lakers hat. Had the Kings up there too and the Dodgers. That's why I'm all LA. That's why I'm LA biased. But at the end of the day, anything sports that came through him, even though my dad was a West Coast, a LA, a LA legend when it came to basketball, went to lock high, giving niggas major buckets. Y'all niggas heard of Curry. That was my daddy. Undersized guard. Used to give niggas the problem. He never passed that game on to me, though. Nah, he never took the time out to work on my fundamentals. None of that. I had to learn that shit on myself as much as I could learn. If I had any setback on basketball, the reason why is because everything that I had to fucking learn about basketball, I had to learn that shit myself watching basketball. And then learning on the fly. But majority of that, uh, my nutrients to, for, for being a human being, shit, that came from my mom. And the reason why I know how to bake cakes and, and pies and shit like that. The reason why I know how to cook is because of my mom. My mom told me at two years old, I was watching her doing shit. And she woke up one day and I was in the kitchen making some oatmeal. Now, I know y'all saying, that's cat, Baylor. You was cooking oatmeal at two? Yes, I was cooking oatmeal at two, nigga. But I was cooking it the wrong way. <laughs> Calm down, my nigga. Yeah, she said, I, she said, I got a pot. I got the oatmeal. I turned the water on, and I just poured the oatmeal in the, uh, in the pot. I didn't do nothing to the stove. She said, I was just over the sink, pouring the oatmeal into the, uh, the pot with water in it. That's how <laughs> that was my journey of cooking, my nigga. That's my origin story. What do you want me to say? You know what I mean? But I got that from my mom. So no, I did not. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I did not create 
I did not create a Mother's Day episode this year. I didn't. And I did it on purpose. I just didn't want to. I always respect my mom. I always love my mom. I just didn't want to do it this year. There's no deep. Nothing about it. It's nothing deep about why I didn't. I just didn't. I mean, part of the reason why I told you I, I, I run from the pain. But other than that, there's nothing deep about it, bro. I just didn't want to do an episode this year. When people ask me. How do you deal with pain? How do you deal with losing your parent? Not let alone losing one, but two. How do you deal with that? Bro, I just keep living. I just keep living. That's all I do. No, you it, does it get better? It only gets better is because you get stronger by dealing with the pain. The pain never goes away. You just build up enough. It's like going to the it's like going to the gym. You go to the gym and you never lifted a weight a day in your life. You pumping iron. You know, as soon as you, well, you don't know. Cause when you go home that very next day, it's going to be hard for your stupid ass to get out of bed. Why? Because your body is sore because your muscles have never done anything like that. They're shredding. They're tearing apart and you working out some muscles that you ain't never worked out before. You in pain, my nigga, you sore. But as time goes on and you keep putting those reps up, you doing your push-ups, county jail push-ups, by the way. I need to get back to them. Go out there and do some burpees as well, my nigga. But you go to the gym, you keep pumping that iron and stuff like that. Eventually, your body get used to that shit. And not only that, I mean, it's still going to be sore. <laughs> you're still going to be sore. But you're going to be used to that soreness. You're going to be used to it. That's how it is. Yeah, I'm not saying that lifting weights is, is 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 equal to the pain of losing a parent. Hell no. Have you ever got socked in your stomach? All right. That's how it feel. But repeatedly, you just get socked in the stomach out of nowhere. You ever lost you ever lost wind before? That's how that shit feel like. But somebody just. That's what it sounds like. Uh, not 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 what it sounds like, what it feels like, I should say. Um, and that's what it feels like. It's painful, bro. It's painful. It's pain, and it, and it, and it, and the, and the pain is always there. It's a scab. It's an emotional scab that's there, and it will get peeled back, or it will get irritated every time you accomplish something. Every time a holiday comes around, every time their birthday comes around, every time your birthday comes around, because you know what they did? They as always gave you a present when everybody else felt like, hey, let me just say happy birthday. But you got them fresh socks and drawers from mom. You probably got some bread from pops. You got something, but it stay hurting though. It's going to be there. It's, it's going to get pulled back every goddamn time. Only difference is the older you get, you know how to treat it. Or some people don't recover. I remember the, the night my mom passed away. The night I got the phone call. Nobody got called but me. I had to make the phone call. They called me, which was crazy. The middle child. Out of all the numbers, out of all the people they could have contacted, they could have called my granny. They could have called my older brother. 
They could have called uh, my auntie. Now they called me. My phone rung. I remember. Because in my head, I kept thinking, damn, my mom not going to make it. And it's sad that I was thinking that way, but I was I was scared. And I got that call from the nurse and said, yeah, she didn't make it. She passed away. And I remember crying. Knocked on my brother's door and said she didn't make it. He was spooked. Ghost left his body. He didn't know what to say. And I don't blame him. My little brother was out celebrating somebody's birthday. I didn't want to tell him over the phone. They had me on suicide watch. Why? Because they knew I was close to my mom. I wasn't about to kill myself, my nigga. But I know what it is. You know? But I seen the reactions, though. I seen the reactions. And some people never recover from that shit. It's an event. Like when somebody is that important, a, 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 a figure that's that important in your life is gone. You can't talk to them. The last time you see them, they prepped to be laid. And that's it. You better hope you have a voicemail. You better hope you have a video of them. Something that you can hold on to. I kept certain clothes that my mom had. I kept her perfume. I kept something. Because after that, like, the realness is gone. It's gone. Appreciate your parents, big dog, while they're here. Because as a kid, as a kid, I thought I would never, never lose my parents. And then boom, life said, watch this. And it's real like that. And it's real like that. So if you, if you still have both of your parents, if you still have one of your parents, just understand, man, that you need to build as much memories as you can before they leave and vice versa man we always say this for the parents and stuff but if you're if you're a mother out there if you're a father out there and you in your 70s and 80s you got to reach back down <laughs> you got to do that and, and I, I think y'all already know that some of them already know that you know and 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 as parents, my niggas that's in their 30s and in their 40s right now, that's my bracket. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere between, I'm really talking, I'm really talking to like the 33s to like 45s. 33 is to 45, that bracket. Y'all niggas is in, well, I can't really, you know, y'all younger, y'all niggas that's still in y'all 30s. My bad, I just got a call. But yeah, man, no, do that, do that. Y'all keep in touch, man, with each other. Y'all gotta save the. Y'all gotta say those three words a lot. I love you, and just really appreciate each other while we here. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said in, in in the beginning, uh, to Big Mike, man, some way somehow that like they know. You know what I'm saying? So whatever we can do to keep showing our appreciation, let's just keep doing that. You know what I mean? 
everybody else got their own way of doing their own thing. People still go to the cemetery every year or multiple times a year and things like that. That's not what I do. That's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? People still, you know, my, my wife will buy a card or some balloons for my mom and stuff like that. Whatever you do, whatever's going to ease your pain, because the pain is going to stay there. That scab is going to stay there for the rest of your life. It just, you know, depends on how you want to handle it, how you want to deal with it, how you how you keep it from being so that much painful. You know, so um, this is not advice. This is just me telling you, yo, for your mentals, you got to get it together. And whatever great nutrients that your parents instilled in you you have to give those to your kids if you have kids you have to do that you know what i mean and and that's the best way of showing honor is making sure whatever you was taught whatever education that you got from them that you out there living it you know what i'm saying so shout out man keep your heads up (sighs) let's get through this